With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of We Watched a Movie, the podcast version. This is actually what you're about to hear uh, is a Friday the 13th movie review that we did a couple years ago. Yes, honey? You wondering who I'm talking to? I'm too loud for you? Come here and say hi. Come here. What you guys are about to watch or listen to is one of our Friday the 13th reviews. I'll be putting them all up. Say hi. Hi. What's your name? Ellie James Holtz. Ellie James Holtz. <laughs> Can you say, I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason? Yeah, that too. I don't know how to say that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Say, get some gosh darn wham up in you. I don't know how to say that either. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, what you guys are about to watch is, uh, that was my uh, four-year-old Ellie is uh, one of our movie reviews from a couple years ago when we did all the movie reviews for the Friday the 13th series. We dressed up in short shorts uh, and uh, like campers for a few of them and actually did them outside. So if you hear some bugs flying around. I wore a baby in mommy tummy. (laughs) Yes, you wore a baby in mommy's tummy. Uh, So I hope you guys enjoy this. I'm going to be putting all these up on the podcast from now until Friday the 13th because we have a Friday the 13th coming up in March. So, uh, Mark, it's the, it's on the thirteenth. In case anyone was wondering, but uh, we'll have yeah. yeah, we'll have that and a whole bunch of awesome Friday the Thirteenth content between now and then, and on that day as well. So uh, we love your effing faces, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy this. Christy's being such a dick. She's always a bitch, man. We know that. Brad better ease the fuck off about the shed being painted because I've already done that for like two hours. I, I painted your party. I painted it. Hey, guys. Welcome back to We Watch the Movie. It's fucking Halloween Horror Month. Oh, my it's God. It's here. Finally, and it's arrived in your pants. If you're new here, we don't dress like this. This is us attempting to look like we're in the 70s. The uh, Friday the 13th feels. What we're going to do this year is we're going to re-review all of the Halloweens, all of the fucking Friday the 13th, and all of the God damn nightmare on elm streets the big three the big three despite who you are or how you feel you gotta admit those are the top enchiladas of life <laughs> i mean duh debbie you stupid bitch the unholy triumvirate so no, they really are they like if you're gonna pick if you're gonna say horror icons of the centuries it's gonna be those three yeah, like right away like they're just gonna pop in your mind these shorts are riding up Freddy, my I've, mine's already been up there and i taste the fabric it's funny because sean cunningham who directed this was he was a softcore porn director he went from softcore porn 
to uh, children's movies, and the children's movies... As you do. Yeah, they, they weren't making any money, so it was literally a ploy on a success of Halloween to try to make some fucking money. And then it just spawned this huge fucking franchise that we all know and love, but originally Jason wasn't even, as you know, spoiler alert, the killer. Like, it was just supposed to be this slasher where it's a mystery who the killer is. And I gotta tell you, I went back and I watched it that way for once. I just, I took Jason out of my mind, because, you know, we were a little bit too old. We missed the boat on this one, like, watching it when it initially came out. Yeah. But I went back and I watched it, and I just forgot about Jason as a whole. And I enjoyed the whole aspect How of the movie. How can you ever forget about Jason as a whole? When you know nothing, it's scarier, which is the same reason why the original Halloween was the scariest, because this guy comes out of nowhere with no fucking motive, and you don't know why he's killing babysitters. Knowing that you know nothing is a truth path of wisdom. That's us, dude! Uh, so Camp Crystal Lake, 1980, it starts off the movie in 1958. These counselors are singing Kumbaya, my lord. One guy's looking at the girl like, I'm gonna fuck you. And they get murdered. It was POV, so you, you didn't see who the murderer was, as we, we've already talked about. You don't know who the murderer is this entire movie until the end. Um, but it just, it's shot from the camera angle as the, as the killer. And the guy was like, hey, we were just making out. It's no big deal. And then you get the fucking kill in the gut off camera. Which kind of sucked. First two kills were bad. Yeah. You know, I think they were meant to lull you into a sense of security. But what happened, and we'll talk about the further kills when we get to them, but you can see which kills in this Tom Savini had his hands yeah. on and which ones he didn't. But, like, when they kill the first dude, like you said, you don't even see the stab to the gut. He just walks away and he's like, oh, Sheila. And then the girl, you never even see how she dies. It's funny because Tom Savini actually released pictures of her death online. The scene never showed up, but, like, her getting her throat cut by a machete. So you have to wonder... That yeah, must be how well, she died. They do have two different versions. They have the uncut version, and then they have the yeah. regular version. Luckily, I watched the uncut version, so I got to Still see the, some of the more gnarly shit. I mean, the one... Phil doesn't show that kill, though. The, no, not that one. There is one scene later on uh, with Annie uh, where she gets, like, sliced across the neck that if the uncut version, it's a few seconds longer, yep. so you actually get to see the blood spill. And that effect actually looked really cool, even for a 1980 movie, the, the way the, the skin split and the... <laughs> she, she Tom Sabini, you sick doggy. She was the worst, dude, because she showed up, and she's like the first actress that you really see act and she walks into town it's like doo, 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 doo. she walks up to a dog and it's like the jim carrey uh big gulp scene and dumb and dumber she walks up to a dog and she pets she goes hi what's your name do you know where crystal lake is well see you later <laughs> just walks away and then she, she i want you in the worst way <laughs> <laughs> she runs into the creepy fucking uh gas man what's his name uh i don't remember his earl name. or something yeah earl i think it is earl with his fucking um gas truck and he squeezes her butt cheeks when he puts her in the truck and then starts know. looking at her all sexually and you think Things are going to get weird off the bat. But he doesn't actually touch her. He just looks at her weird and then starts to lecture her about how stupid fucking kids While are. While creepily looking at her, like, I wonder what kind of panties she's wearing. Yeah. Ugly ones. Oh, Friday yeah. Friday the 13th is full of ugly panties. I don't understand. Okay, so there's weird things about this. Like, I'm hot. I, I gotta do it. I'm sorry. Oh, I know. Okay, no. The crazy guy, the crazy guy is Ralph. It's crazy Ralph. Well, crazy Ralph is the dude who shows up and is like, you're all doomed. You'll never come back from that. <laughs> but yeah, I love that guy, But man. the one guy that we're talking about that gives the gives her a, a lift into, into Crystal Lake or halfway there, uh, he is creepy as fuck. And I, can I just say, I don't know what it was about the early 80s and, and something about the girls when they get naked. Their tits are like rockets. They're like rocket titties. You know, they look weird. We ate different foods back then. I know, but they were weird titties. Like, they, looked like, they looked like they were getting ready to take off or take off. He drops her up to the cemetery, and we know bad things are going to happen when you get dropped up at the cemetery. But then right after he gets dropped up at the cemetery, because, you know, she's going to be the cook for the uh, camp, right? So she gets dropped up at the cemetery. Like the and the beanie weenies. And this bubbly attitude, you're like, you know your shit's getting sliced up, candy cane. Like, it's going to happen. 
we cut to Kevin Bacon's crew coming down the road, the other counselors to meet up with Christy. And the thing about the, like, they have this banjo going when they're driving down the truck, and it's like, come back, come back, come back, come back. It's like, it was like it you thought it was going to be some toothless fucker in the back of the, of the bed of the it's truck. The, it's the most ironic scoring next to the cops in Halloween 5 when it's like, you got the one fucking dude, the, the main guy, the camp counselor, Christy, who literally looks like Burt Reynolds' younger brother in a porn in 1974. Yeah. yeah. Like, straight up. Like, I bet so he greases himself in butter and looks himself in the mirror. <laughs> he just looked like that kind of guy. But anyway, he, he arrives, he's like, hey, help me with this stump. Like, the meanest stepdad ever. He's like, we just got here. He's like, help me move this stump. Yeah, he's, he's like, rude. get to work. Yeah. He's like, I thought we had two weeks. But then he comes <laughs> around the corner, and uh, your main girl, the final girl, uh, is Alice, putting up, yeah. yeah, she's putting up the, uh, the fucking whatever the fuck she's putting up. I don't know. And uh, oh, the gutter. The gutter. The gutter. Yeah. The gutter. Which trash. is where our minds are, and our wieners. Dude, he's all sexually pervy with her. Like, aren't you too old for her? He walks up to her, and he's like, these are, he pulls he pulls her like sketchbook out of his butt crack. It's <laughs> just out of nowhere, and he's like, "These are some great pictures you got here. Is that what I really look like?" And then he like rubs her face, and he's like all sexual. And she actually said in the um, Crystal Lake Memories documentary that her, she feels like her character had he been patient and waited, like she thought about this, had had he been patient and waited, then maybe at the end of the summer something would have happened. But she just doesn't know if he would have been patient enough. Maybe. We can remember that it was a movie. You can't fuck the counselors! It picks, it, it, you know, the Jeep, the, the driver of this Jeep picks up the girl and is driving away or whatever, and she's like, yeah, I'm really excited because I love kids and kids are my life, and, and you know, and the driver's probably sitting there like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and so, hey, I think that we just missed our turn. Can you please stop? <laughs> no, nothing. The driver says nothing, and then she's like, seriously, please stop. But she actually makes a smart horror move. Like, you know, everybody talks about girls in horror movies being stupid as fuck and, like, running upstairs she instead of out of the, the house. Pretty quickly, she decides, I've got to fucking Halle Berry this leg. shit right now. Yeah, and she fucking nosedives out of the fucking car, takes off running, and then gets chased down. And like you said, that was a pretty sweet kill. And that was the first actual, like... A cool kill, yeah. Ja it's not Jason, but Jason fucking killed, like, the straight-up murder that you get. Oh, I, other than the, the very beginning. But it's the first on-screen actual kill where you see some good shit happen. When that scene came on, though, when she was... When she, uh... <laughs> she jumped out of the car. When I, I just think of Beavis and Butthead. It was like, when you hit the ground, start running really fast. <laughs> <laughs> we go back to the, the camp, and relationships unfold and miracles happen and someone sex kills goes a snake on. the snake was the most interesting by the part way that was a campers. real fucking snake dude. i know they killed that shit that's a snake that's a living animal that you was, sons of bitches 2017 man that shit the movie wouldn't even came out no. it would have been fucking over like you killed a snake but then again if somebody if a director dropped a snake on me and just trying to get realism i chopped the fuck I'm out of it i'm going to fucking tweet angrily about that goddamn snake who's going to be that the the hero of the story you know, Alice was it. She was smart, she was strong, she was determined. She had more of a complete character than the other ones. And I cannot believe they left out Footloose, Kevin Bacon panties. He was wearing some fucking tight-ass Speedos Dude. and not giving a fuck. And I, I thought he might have been the hero if I had first been watching it. But nope. I thought about that while watching it, dude. And I was like, I, I have some choice thoughts on the characters in this movie. For me, personally, I don't like Alice that much. I know, like, she's revered. Like, people fucking love her. Mm. I don't like Alice that much. She kind of gets on my nerves. Like, the way she's kind of flirting with everybody. Like, she doesn't seem innocent. She just seems uninterested. Maybe she's just nice, Mike. Nah, dude. Nah. She she kissed a, a Bill. Or whatever. Yeah, I think it's well, Bill. Bill. She kissed him. She was flirting with the, the old dude. She Her character even said that later on she might have banged him. I don't know. I just There's something about her I didn't like. Like, I almost felt like she was in on it at the end of the movie when they're, when they're interviewing her. And she's like, but he must be dead. 
She was going so hard for that Molly Ringwald Breakfast Club thing. I know I'm gonna get hate for this, but I just didn't like her. You know who I liked? Who? Was Brenda. Brenda was a fucking rad chick, dude. Brenda. Yeah. Which one was she? Brenda was the one uh, oh, that the you one never that actually see die. Oh, the one that she oh, wanted to play strip monopoly. Fuck yeah, she was. She badass. was a part too. She was, and I thought actually watching, it, I thought that because um, if you forget what's going on, it seemed more like Bill and her and uh, Alice were together. So she was just kind of the third wheel. But she was like, fuck it, let's play. Strip I thought poker. if that one dude had been smarter, I can get a menage a trois going here. He didn't work this hard enough. I know he didn't work that fucking angle when she was like, well, I guess I'll go to bed. He's like, well, I guess we'll pick this up tomorrow. I'm like, no, don't stop now. You guys got drinks you got weed you're playing strip monopoly yeah. boardwalk is still open don't stop till you get her done <laughs> don't stop till you get it up and everybody talks about this scene is with kevin bacon with the arrow through the neck that is a badass scene yeah. I, I mean you know it is kind of weird like he didn't see his best friend just sitting dead <laughs> like on top fucking, of the fucking until the fucking blood starts hitting him yeah. i thought I, I figured that shit would have already soaked through the mattress yeah, you but... had to get under the bed to see it like he, he was laying right there open yeah so he, you know, he's like, after they fuck, which by the way, I thought that girl that he had sex with was pretty sexy. I don't know why. Yeah. She's pretty hot. Yeah. Like even Especially for, for that time. Even for an 80s bush. He smokes his weed, and then all of a sudden you see this mannish fucking hand. Yeah. Mannish hand. And I'll get more to that later. Come up, grab his fucking head, and then stick an arrow through his throat. She's just hiding under the bed. Yeah. Just, so she, But she let him finish. So that's what's important. That, that is, that was very courteous of her to that's, do that. That was very nice. Good manners. And, uh, because he got, he busted a nut, and now she's going to kill him. Yeah. So... It's not a bad time it's to go. It's not a bad time to go. Yeah. Arrow through the juggler, maybe a lot. That was a pretty cool scene. I mean, that actually looked That's pretty cool. That's an amazing kill, yeah. dude. Like, I mean, it's weird if you think about how it all happened because she's under the bed and she's waiting and she grabs his head and perfectly strikes through his neck. But the way it worked, and, and you, you actually, like that Crystal Lake Memories thing I was talking about, when he was doing the effect, like there was a machine that was supposed to squirt the blood, but it broke. This would be like us making a horror film. Yeah. It broke, so the dude had to get down there like Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon 3, be like, Exxon, and blow the fucking blood out of it. So that's why at the end of the scene you see it bubble, which just added to it. And that's one of the things you have to love about this movie. Everything is so just like on the fringes, like some kills you don't even see, and then some of them they just work out, and you get some of the coolest death scenes in history. But again, Tom Savini's effect is all over Tom the great Savini kills. Tom Savini is one of the best special effects gore guys I've ever seen in my life, for sure. The axe to the face was fucking dope. That is what I was going to, yeah, the uh, axe to the face. Like, they set that whole scene up pretty well, like, as far as, like, the creep factor to it, because she's pissing, and then somebody opens the door, and she doesn't know who it is, and she's calling out, then she goes and looks it up in the mirror, and that, that tension build was there, and then all of a sudden she turns around and screams, and then it was a fucking machete deep embedded into her face. And that was a cool, it looked really badass, actually. So, I mean, again, amazing. that was another Tom Savini effect that looked really good for its time. Brenda, well, I mean, we, we saw a few of them, uh, a couple of them, we didn't get to see their death. But Brenda was one of those, she goes on the archery range, and we just assume she fucking dies a horrible death. It's raining, and she's doing the, what are you waiting for? First off, why the fuck, when you go back to read your goddamn book, you know, I don't know. It's another thing I liked about her character. To me, she should have been the final girl. She was a party girl. She was awesome. She reads. She. Everybody else is staying in a cabin together. She's out there by herself. She's self-sufficient. She's independent. I like Brenda a lot. Why don't you marry her? I think she's underrated. Uh, no, I'm talking about she was reading her fucking uh, Fabio story 3000 probably, and then she hears, help me, in the distance. Okay, first off, she hears it twice, because the first time she ignores it. The second time, she actually gets up, puts a poncho on to go out in the middle of a rainstorm to do it. Why would you do that? It's a creepy-ass fucking voice in the wind. Don't do it. That's when you go get the other she's friends. She's a humanitarian. No, she's not. She's a dumb shit that goes and fucking <laughs> goes in the middle of the night with a raining, rain, like a fucking monsoon outside yeah. to go track this. There's no kids there. Well, so she gets, then she goes to the archery range, the lights come on, 
and you assume she died a horrible death. I feel like that death happened, and they filmed it, and it just looked like shit because someone fucked something up, and they never showed it. But again, uh, you see her come through the window later on, and at that point, she's covered in rope. Like, why the fuck is there a rope around? <clears throat> maybe, the, maybe the killer decided to drag her around for the. Walk. I have problems with that too, but we'll get back to it. Another problem with the movie is the the one guy you want to see really just fucking get it. Like, I'm not sure about the age groups in here, but the whole him hitting on Alice thing and being kind of a cunt Christy. waffle is Christy. And he's at the diner eating his fucking pancakes, and he walks out, and all of a sudden, there's just, he just goes, ooh, <laughs> just, ooh, it looked like he came in his fucking poncho, ooh. Those are good pancakes. <laughs> it was no good. It was a shitty death, but I digress. Edgar Allan Poe, the beer under the floor. No, that literally just looks like your last Saturday night. John Cusack! Bill dies. and then the, Bill, gets, Bill dies in the generator room. Right, and you thought, I mean, Bill was kind of a surprising death because he'd kind of been played up a little bit to that point as the serious straight guy who was going to be the survivor of the whole thing. He was a good dude. He was going to check on the generator. He knew his shit, but he fucking dies. And Ned, of course, died off camera because he was yeah. he had his throat slit in the bed. So what, we ha what happens now is you got Alice finally alone in this, in the, in this, in this uh, cabin, and Betsy Palmer shows up. And Betsy Palmer comes down, amazing actress. She fucking crushed it, dude. She's Pamela's awesome. Great. She's Pamela creepy boy. as fuck. She is fucking fantastic. And what I'm about to say is gonna turn a lot of people's buttholes sour, but I just gotta say it. I, I, I know it's classic, man, but I hate that she's the fucking killer. It just, for me, I would, as, as Friday the 13th, as a standalone film on its own, I was enjoying who's this killer, what's he doing, what's the whole story behind this, and when they reveal it's her, and then all of a sudden, once she's on screen, she seems kind of weak. Like all the other times she was unstoppable, it was like, bam, bam, you're fucking dead. And now you got this whole chase well, scene, and she's having the hardest time ever killing one person. And if you really go back and tie, tie it down together, it just makes no fucking sense. I think what it really comes down to is you got, you got, you're discounting psycho strength, dude. Like psycho strength. Where was it when she was trying to kill Alice? Well, because she had a moment of fucking, like maybe just a weirdness. Like it doesn't mean that like, it's going to be fueling you she all. She constipated? Yeah, she had a constipation <laughs> moment. She's like, I should have drank Miralax. But no, I think that that's what it comes down to. That was my romantic I moment. think that it was like psycho strength, dude. Like that she could do this. Like there's a lot of, like fucking mothers can apparently lift God damn cars up and save their kids and she's trying to you know avenge her fucking kid from drowning or that did drown in the 57 so she's like still pissed off and that's just she's psychotic i guess if you're the so king of I, I don't know i don't want to fuck with her i mean and she's she, she is demented she's got she's got such a singular purpose a singular drive it's like a terminator fucking thing you can't reason with it you can't bargain with it terminators don't feel pain but i do <laughs> you can't fuck it but, and that's where i think that pamela Voorhees comes in but i thought it was funny when she had that moment of lucidity when she's talking to Alice and she's like they weren't paying any attention and like this and like it's like if you'd been paying attention she grabs Alice and paying attention my boy wouldn't have drowned if I'd been Alice like bitch I didn't even know your son why does she feel the need to give this counselor the fucking whole evil goddamn plan everybody else just got a fucking accident it might have just been because she was the last one I guess that, maybe and that, at that point she probably thought like I'm gonna easily fucking destroy this bitch but then she wasn't counting on the vagina punch. <laughs> she hit <laughs> right the you. vagina. It was a cut punch. It was with the fist. huge. Uh, but yeah, they have their like WWE moment. Yeah. Uh, Which fucking, some of it's Pamela, good. Pamela takes it like goddamn Lita from WWF, like fucking <laughs> chairs over the back of the head. She's like, woo. <laughs> she some of it's shot. Hulkamania. And some of it's shot good. There's a couple points in where you could tell someone's like, oh, I forgot to move the stick. Yeah, but, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, Pamela Voorhees was taking it like goddamn Hulk fighting Ultimate Warrior, and he goes down. He's like. 
<laughs> I miss my problems with it all, dude. She like her acting was like old school badass. It was, and acting. she was. You could tell that she was really buying into the role, and that's what made her scary. Because there's moments also when she's talking to Alice, or when Alice is running away, and she slips into this Jason voice like, "Kill her, mommy." killer like that part was fucking scary and i mean that was really really well done and it just shows the the, the psychoticness of pamela Voorhees at that point she like was, she's no longer pamela Voorhees. she's got this split personality where she's her son and herself yeah. and when pamela meets her end badass that was one of the that i really like you know even the shitty slow slow down effects from 1980 when they when she grabbed the machete with two hands and it's gonna go decapitate her and pamela's like <laughs> I didn't drink Folgers. And like, just chops, again, but you're talking about strength. Do you know how hard it would be to chop somebody's fucking head off with a goddamn machete? Yeah. Even if, like, you I could can be forgive the, that the, though, I feel like. Yeah, but you, you have to be, like, it's, I bet it's a lot harder than you think. I mean, I'll have to go test that one day. But, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> We're bored. Uh, but she chopped her head off in one clean swipe. That was clean, that was smooth. <laughs> smooth the fuck off. But dude, uh, her neck, the, the effects on that, the Savini that were fucking dope. Like her neck looks so you goddamn see the bones good. And shit, the bones, yeah. like you don't get decapitations looking that. The weird good thing today. was, I was gonna say about the hands. I brought that up earlier. They uh, were man hands. Like those don't even look like her hand. You heard that too, right? Yep, I did. Fuck me in the mouth. We're gonna um, get fucking murdered. <laughs> mainly the very, very end, which is the only thing we haven't talked about yet. Um, they did a classic. They did one of the best you ever. You think? Yeah, dude. I know it's because, classic, because, but again, because, it's an unpopular no, opinion, no but other, I don't like it. Because no other horror movie had done that yet. They, they give you the, the okay, everything's okay. Carrie. Movie. Carrie did it. They ripped it off of yeah. Carrie. Yeah, but Carrie was a, yeah, but the Carrie's a different kind of story. This is like the first slasher movie, really, that did it. I mean, Halloween didn't even do that. This really lulled you into safety. This really gave you the moment that... It was. I, the music yeah, was the, genius. The music where the music it's like all like relaxing yeah. elevator music. Michael Bolton's going to come on next like next yeah. song. Everything's safe. And, and you know, you see the cops on the shore and she's like, oh, thank God. And then you see... Ah, 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 and like fucking dirty old Jason pops up with his old deformed face and like grabs her and pulls her under. But that one moment just confused the timeline forever because now, even today, you cannot go back and piece this timeline together and have it make sense. And actually, I bring up the Carrie thing because talking about Victor Miller, who wrote it, he didn't like that. He said that he, he, he was like, you can call it a mo an homage, you can call it whatever you want to. To me, it's just flat out stealing because they did it because of what Carrie did and they took that scene from it. But the only problem, I don't have, I don't care about that part of it. What I have a problem with is that now none of it makes any sense. None of it makes any sense. Jason was alive the whole time and he was watching his mother do all this shit. I don't for know him. if Jason. If he was alive, why was she so upset? Did he no, never just want to show he, her his bubbly face? No, she had a dream about it she, it was a dream it was a dream but that turns out to be jason no it doesn't in because, the future no it doesn't because when we get to friday the 13th part two it never said that jason was living under the fucking water but he looked like the guy that he was does he's deformed as fuck but that might maybe so she, maybe he cut up to clairvoyance yeah may, i don't know I maybe she had maybe she put it in her her mind that he was all fucked up in the face and yeah. looked like the guy from goonies like hey you guys well it just depends on which <laughs> movie you want <laughs> <laughs> if, if a baby ruth popped up first <laughs> it just depends i guess on which one, movie you want to place the blame on for it then because either two didn't explain it or that was him in part one and he didn't explain it but i, don't, I never really think it was him because when she but wakes up, he just up, looks so alike when I know, they showed his well, face. Well, I know, but I just, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't mind. Maybe it. they didn't. Maybe they just didn't go into details. I mean, we might have to fill in the blanks about part one. Maybe she went into town and read some research on him. That you know, the boy that drowned in '57 was a deformed child. I mean, he was like eight years old when he drowned. I know, or some it's, shit. I know it's classic, dude. I, I'm gonna get a lot of hate for a lot of shit that I said, but I gotta be honest with my butt, and I gotta be honest with you. I, 
I would rather the movie not have that ending. The movie as a whole, dude, fucking give them credit. Like, yeah. a thousand percent credit. Like, it's, it's, it's a great fucking movie. I mean, I give it a seven at the end of the day. I give it a, a solid seven. Uh, just as a movie, if you talk about it as it, it's the what birthed Jason and the franchise and everything like that, I'd probably give it like an 8.5 just on nostalgia and power alone. But as a standalone movie, it's a 7 for me, 7 flat, because I love the fact that you don't know who the killer is. It's really freaky when you think about these kids with no adults around in the middle of fucking nowhere. The idea is absolutely genius, but there's some really low budget stuff to it. Some of the kills you don't get to see. Um, and, and, and the whole thing with the killer turning out to be this, this sweet, sweet lady. Um, turns me I off mean, a little bit. God damn. You're fucking giving her your sweet, sweet lady. That bitch looked like she's gonna fucking I'm take sure you to she was a fucking she, great grandma before or great mom before Jason died. She looked died. like the fucking guy she looked like the grandparent or the, the parents of Ray Finkel. I bet she made their good cookies. They're little footballs. I bet she made <laughs> good cookies. <laughs> their little footballs. Laces out. <laughs> Dan Marino should burn in hell. Einhorn is Finkel. <laughs> Finkel is Einhorn. And a clean pair of shorts. Uh, I'm gonna give the movie a 7.0 as well. I think that the movie is magical the way that it is. I think there are problems with it, as anybody's gonna say, there's problems with this movie. Um, to me, the acting is touch and go. I think that sometimes it's really good, sometimes it's really bad. But again, you're gonna work with what you got. And I don't think any of them expected to, to, to spawn and birth a fucking goddamn legendary character that Jason becomes later on. Yeah! Good times. Number one in the books. Suck my dick, Greg. <laughs> Fuck you, Greg. <laughs> I don't know who Greg is. I'm not painting the shed anymore, Paul. Comment down below all your thoughts. We love your fucking faces. Again, we're reviewing every single Friday the 13th movie, so make sure you subscribe. Click the bell so that your phone will fucking tell you because YouTube hates us because... They fucking do hate look us. Look at us. <laughs> um, they really hate us. So you got to click the bell so that they'll tell you. We're going to do all these movies all fucking October long. We're going to get up any. We got skits coming. We got trailer reactions coming. Classic trailer reactions. Fucking everything. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. Comment Huge. down below. We love your fucking faces. And if you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button and get some goddamn... Wait a what are you waiting for? Two grown men in short shorts will tell you to subscribe. We watched a movie. Yeah. We watched a movie. We watched it. We watched a movie. Yeah. You know what? We did review. We watched a movie. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.